That's not helpful, is it? <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, this podcast is not meant to be helpful. That's not okay. what this podcast is for. <laughs> this podcast is not. Here's how you learn to perform. This is just talking. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Process Podcast, the podcast where I basically find an excuse to hang out with my friends whilst also making content because that's the vibe of it. Um, today's friend person we have involved here is the oh-so, I'm going to say quadruple, quintuple talented because of all of the things <laughs> you've got, all the all the strings to your bow we've got in Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin. Hello there. How are you doing on this fine train strikey day? <laughs> Obviously, the train strikes are not the most fun in the world, but otherwise, now I'm here and I've got a croissant in my stomach, I feel a lot better. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, the way we always like to kick off these podcasts, and this is going to be a wonderful one for you to talk on, is um, we, I start the podcast first with, how did we first meet each other? Oh, no. So what do you want to share about... <laughs> See that, that that's a promising sound. But yes, what do you want to share about how we first met? I will let it. I'll let you decide which what we're to what we're telling. Okay, picking and choosing. So we met. We met at a New Year's Eve party. Um, obviously, I got a little bit drunk. I say a little bit. I'm not. I was. Whew. And um, yeah. Um, uh, life kind of gets to you when you're really drunk past a certain time um we just had we had really nice chats we had really nice drinks we were very social um we were putting fake tattoos on each other because when there was like loads of fake tattoos um uh popping candy i remember the popping candy because i brought it and um yeah I obviously had a bit of a meltdown about 2022. And I was like, 2023 has to be better. So yeah, and then you were like, I think we're going to be friends. I was yeah. like, okay. I mean, for context of this, this was um, Caitlin dressed up as Baywatch girl I with was. the largest fake boobs as well and all of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we have large fake boob Caitlin having a little bit of a New Year's breakdown. And it's like, no, this is the person I'm going to be talking to afterwards. Like, this is the person, like, any, like, yeah. I think there's any kind of a party when it's like a house party over this level of like, who are the friends I'm going to meet here that are now going to become my friends outside if whoever's organising it? It's like, you. Mm. You're the one. This is the vibe that I Ooh. need in my life. <laughs> yes. Well, has 2023 been better? Um, uh, Yes, actually. In a lot of areas, yes. So um, I started doing stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. which, you know, you've been there for a lot of the journey. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've done loads of gigs, so uh, cabaret singing gigs, and I've been doing more stage combat and archery. I did my archery reel. Nice. And uh, I got a new agent. Agents. There are two Ooh. two women. And they've been great. They've been getting me um, more auditions every week, and it's just, like, super exciting. Um, yeah. It's been... It's been... F- Oh, and I got a niece. <laughs> I got a niece. There you go. My niece was born. There you go. Um, so, yeah, it's been good. Nice. Well, we will go into that in a bit, but we're going to start off properly with our section called Timelines. Oh, 
So for our timeline section, we are going full on past, present and future in your creative fields. And you have many a creative field. Yes. So in your past, how did you get into all the things? Because what is singing, acting? I'm assuming there's going to be dancing in there as well. Yeah. Obviously, you've mentioned stage combat and the comedy. So yeah. how did you get into just performing in general and all of that? Okay, so I'm youngest of three. And my two sisters are both... Um, actors they started acting um but they both started through ballet and i saw my first show when i was super super young it was footloose um nice. that's the one i remember and um, like a stage show of footloose yeah nice. and i was like oh my god i was absolutely flawed and I, I I just, I guess I just kind of copied my sisters and I started ballet and I was like, oh, I love ballet. Let's do tap, modern jazz. I started tap far too late, but then had to catch <laughs> up super quick. Um, and yeah, and then uh, singing lessons. And then my mum took me to an opera teacher. So I, I learned opera at like 16. And then uh, drama school, because I wasn't good at school. Like I wasn't good at sitting behind a desk. And the thing is, is that you'll get like, you know, half and half stories about me from like everyone because the teachers, some teachers were like, oh, she just doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. She's she's a bit slow. She doesn't get it. But all the students were like, she's such a teacher's pet because she asks all the questions. And it was like, yeah, because I genuinely am quite a bit stupid. Yeah. I understand. So yeah, I was a bit like, oh, I was just not doing well. Um... So yeah, music, dance and drama was like my time to shine. Um, and then, yeah, was like, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be a performer. I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. And I was super stubborn. Um, did that. And then like drama school. And then, yeah, I oh, like everything. I, my ultimate dream has always been to do everything in the <laughs> field. It always Fair. has been. And so like... Uh, and I'm talking like Shakespeare musical. I want to originate a role, which I've already done. Oh. And I've done Shakespeare, so that's nice. good. Um, and like, I want to do something that's got fighting in it. And I, I mean, I did that in Romeo and Juliet, but like, I want to do more. Um, I want to do a music video, which I've done. <laughs> um, and then radio presenting um, West End. I want to do um, movies and TV show. I want to do something in every genre. Nice. nice. So like... Obviously, that's going to be a bit like, because <laughs> I've done two. I did a web series and a short film, both comedy. Um, but the the short film was sci-fi comedy. So I'm kind of ticking that off both. Yeah, nice, um, nice. But yeah, so my ultimate dream is to do everything. So obviously I was like, oh, to do everything, I have to learn everything. And to learn everything, I just must take all the classes. And so that's what I do. I, I take all the classes and I literally Fair. do everything. <laughs> Fair. I guess that moves us into our present of like, where are you with everything now? Because obviously we've been hanging out and doing like seeing you do some of the comedy stuff and also the cabaret and singing stuff. So like, where would you say your creativeness is at the moment? What is the present for you? So I, well, I actually, and I'm going to be hundred percent honest because you know, as creatives, we all have flop days. Oh yeah. Every single one of us. And, and until you're actually there doing it, when I say this, you're going to be like, Oh, well, I'm just going to keep going. I'm not going to have a flop day. You're going to hear this and you're going to go, Oh girl, I've had a flop day. Um, yeah, so I, I had a flop day, I think it was like last week, because I literally was like, I'm not good at anything and I don't know what I'm doing and I can't... And it was like, that's not true. You're just doing everything. And obviously my sister gave me the whole rhetoric of, you know, um, oh, what's the master of none? Oh. That saying. Yeah, 
Dakable trades Master of None kind of thing. Yeah. But but um overall better than Master of One. Yeah. That one. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. She was like, you you spread yourself th- like so thin, but in a good way. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. She was like, you're you're good at so many things. It's just that because obviously not one thing is taken off, you're now angry at yourself. And that's not kind of how this works. Um so at the moment, obviously I I got very distracted because I did the um, stand-up comedy competition. Um, I didn't get through. Um, absolutely fine because the other comedians were fantastic. I was laughing my ass off and they had been doing it way longer than me. They were, you know, more rehearsed than me. They were all surprised I was there. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> you've been doing this for a month? I was like, I've been doing it for a month. Yay. Like, <laughs> idiot. Um and oh god, it was so much fun! Like I just had a, an amazing day, um, and then yeah, I'm kind of going through. Um, I need to get back into comedy because actually, since then, my niece was born. I had two weddings. I've had um, you know several self tapes and auditions and readings and work, and so everything's got in the way. And especially considering, like, when you do stand up comedy, you're doing five minute sets a go, and you're not getting paid for it. So I was doing at least three um, open mic nights a week, and it got to a point where it was getting to around over, like, slightly over a hundred pounds, like almost to slightly over a hundred pounds, depending on the day I was going every week. And I was like, I'm not getting paid for this and I'm not going to be for a while. And obviously I need to get the work in, but I don't live in London. And oh my God, this is such a drain on my savings because it was going into my savings. And I was like, oh, so I gave it a bit of a break just because I needed to. I was like, I'm actually getting really upset because my money's just going. Um, so I've saved up a bit more money. I've spent a few more months saving up a bit more money, writing new ideas. I do that a lot on my phone my phone is full of random uh, and i will literally be like large coffee was that my order was that an idea idea that like my notes app is not something you need to look at like i know what it means i I can't show it to anyone else because it will make no sense similarly like i cannot tell you what i've googled lately Mm -mm. because it does not make sense and either it makes me like a serial killer or makes me like the dumbest person in the world (laughs) of like how do you cook an egg just want to double check something it's like okay no like like not exactly that but that level of like I, I'm right in this, aren't I? Just double check. Okay, I am right. Good. A lot of mine are synonyms for or antonyms for, and I oh. do that a lot because I'll be like, oh God, I'm just, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. This is so tiring. But what do I want to write instead of tiring? I've got to put something instead of tiring. Oh, it's arduous. Oh God, this is so <laughs> arduous. And I'm like, oh God. Oh, wait. That, Bad to sound pretentious. Oh, one The shame but realisation every now and then of like, when doing poems, like I don't write many rhyming poems, I don't have to, but every mm. and then the thing of like, I can feel there's a rhyme here and I can't think of what it is. Opens up rhyme zone, have to oh, check in God, there. And it's yeah. like, I don't like that I'm doing this. <laughs> but it's like, oh, I did forget that word existed. Thank you. And mm. no, this is helpful to, like, I feel that. I feel yeah. That. So hopefully I'll get, I'll, well, not hopefully, I'm going to um, get back into comedy. Um, like, I didn't leave it. I was still working. I just wasn't performing. Yeah. So I was still working on it in my head. Um, and uh, I've been speaking to, obviously, the people who I did the short film with, and hopefully more things are going to come out of that, just because that team were just so wonderful. I don't know whether that's 
actually going to happen or whether that's just my wishful thinking. But like we all got on so well. It was nice. ridiculous. Um, I'm taking more classes. So like um, I've got a workshop today after this. Um, I did a workshop last week as well. Um, just just keep going. I've got a gig tonight. So yeah, it's just... Present is just working and getting back into it. Oh yeah. It's just keep going. <laughs> well... You already kind of touched on the future side of things and taking over the world and doing every single thing possible. But if there is a more concentrated answer, what is your future in this performing world for you? Um, I honestly have no idea. Um, I want my career to be so random <laughs> that people would be like, Oh my god, she she voiced that video game character. Oh my god, she is the voice of this like hedgehog in this film. <gasps> she was that body for that VR thing. Oh my god, and she's in this drama. She's in this BBC police drama where she's shooting someone's head off. Like, I just want to be so random that people are like, I'm I'm kind of popping up everywhere. Like, um, I mean, not like Andy Circus, but a bit like Andy Circus. Um, yeah. One Weird tangent on this, but not not weird tangent, but because I'm playing it at the moment, I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3, which is the new D&D-inspired video game. Mm. And J.K. Simmons voices one of the characters on that. Yes. And I love seeing J.K. Simmons' career path because he is clearly Oscar winner cal um, caliber person there. Mm. Also, here's a D&D &D game I'm going to voice one of the bad guys for. And then also, here is the Avatar spin-off I'm going to voice one of the main characters for for four seasons. And it's like... Why is J.K. Simmons voicing a cartoon character for four seasons? Like, that feels like a very weird job for him, but okay. And, like, you see yeah. his whole career path. Like, you've done a lot of things, and you'll go from Whiplash to the Batman films, and then to... It's, I like that randomness for a career path. And yeah. That feels like a vibe to do. It's kind of like, obviously, um, I watch... I, I research and I watch a lot of interviews with actors because I want to get kind of, like how professional can you be? How, you know, fun can you be? Like, I feel like um, British actors specifically have a better range on you can just chill out and just be you and people will love it, um, which I love. Um, and I'm obviously watching all these interviews and stuff and I'm like, oh, I, obviously you get the fun interviews, mm -hmm. which are like Graham Norton. Yeah. And I kind of want it to be a case of me turning up on like a program or something, an interview program, and someone being like, apparently you ride horses. And I'm like, yeah. Or like, oh, you can fight with size. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you do opera? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to be that person. Almost the idea of like, <laughs> what is your USP kind of thing compared to all the other actors and people? It's like, no, I've actually got a lot of USPs and I do a lot of things. I'm actually very talented and mm. just like... It's so difficult, though, because obviously um, uh, when you're in drama school, okay, um, they tear you down to build you back up. They don't build you back up. <laughs> they don't do it. They'll leave you as this, like, not really a personality of a person. You don't know who you are. Um. And they throw you out into the world and you're like, oh, my God, I don't know who I am. You will get a job. You get a job and you're like, this is who I am. Like you, you just, you know where you are in the pack. Yeah. You, you know, you, you get an, a sense of like, right, what is professional? What can we do? What can, mm -hmm. how can we have fun? How can we do yeah. this, that and the other? And it's great. And then you, 
in your life, like when you're doing more acting classes or um, like I, during COVID, I was doing uh, so many screen acting classes where that's where all my savings went. And um, it says, like we were told so many times, you need more skills. All the skills, skills are good, get all the skills. Mm. I got all the skills not every single one of them. I'm not like, I'm not like, eh, let's drive like a monster truck. Yeah. I probably could, but uh, I haven't tried that yet. Um, but yeah, it's like they don't. So you're, so I took all of this into account. I was like, I need more skills. Cause obviously it's, if it's between two people and they're like, you're both great actors, you look exactly the same, but one of you has skills and one of you doesn't. Yeah. So I thought just in case that is the case. And obviously you go by your look. So I'm like, I've got big eyes, I've got high cheekbones, I've got massive ears. I was like, right, I'm an elf. What do you need in fantasy? You need to be able to fight with a sword or a bow and arrow and you need a horse. So I did all I did all the things. I was like, here you go. I've not been seen for a fantasy once. <laughs> and obviously I'm like, <laughs> I hate the fact that I've not been in it because I'm like, ah, <laughs> you don't need prosthetics. <laughs> like, look, <laughs> uh, I can save you money on plastic. Um, but yeah, they just, so I, and I love learning all the things. Like I'm, I'm lucky that I can use that as an excuse to learn more things. Mm. I like just having random skills, but it does get to a point where you're like, is this actually helping me? Whilst not to the same level, even with the stuff I'm doing here, like with all the setup I had for the podcast and the photography stuff is mm. the thing of like, I'm doing it because it's still that level. It's still fun enough for me that I don't mind putting the money into it. Yeah. But it gets to that ceiling where at what level is like, this is too much money now where I have to either make a profit out of this mm. or it's not fun anymore. And it's like, we're getting to that kind of level Crunch where it's time. like, yeah, it's like, this is still fun. Yeah. I clearly still hanging out with friends and doing it in that way. So I'm doing content, but also hanging out with friends, which is nice. But the yeah. level of like, when it becomes, this is a job and it's not fun and I'm not getting the views and whatever. And that's an actual work. It's like, yeah, no, this is a cool skill to have, but this skill is not going to help or anything is, I feel that. I feel yeah, that. it does. It, it just punches you in the stomach because obviously you're like, if I have all the things, they'll be like, oh, I'd, uh, I, I'll audition her because she can do all the things. And then it's like, oh, well, no, because actually we're going to hire someone who has done one more thing than you. <laughs> and then we're going to train them on the job. And you're like, but I know all yeah. the things. I mean, it's also the, <laughs> uh, uh, the best and worst thing about it will be the thing where for all this time you're preparing for all these things, there'll be that one time and it's like, this, I'm going to phone it in for this one just because, well, this is the last one on my list and I'll just complete the set kind of thing, if you mm. will. And I'm like, you're perfect for this role. It's like, this is the one I trained the least for. Oh my God, you you won't even believe it. So I got seen for um, a program that I'm I'm very excited to watch. Mm. I think the person who they picked will be fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's like a couple of lines, but obviously this person has got like grit and I loved yeah. it. And I, I just can't wait to see it because I bet they cast the mm. perfect person. And um, this person holds a gun and uses a gun. And I was like, because I was told, like, out of all the genres, you look very, so I, I don't think anyone's going to want to put a gun in your hands yeah. because you look like a little girl. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's, uh, no gun for me. Yeah. So I didn't do gun training. And then I got a self tape. It's like, oh, can you film in the next 24 hours you holding a gun? I was like, no. <laughs> So I did the self-tape. I tried my best, but it was one of those really awkward ones where you're just kind of holding, like, 
I think it was like a bookmark. Yeah. I was holding like a bookmark, like just off screen. Mm -hmm. So it looked like I was kind of vaguely mm -hmm. holding a gun and I really wasn't. And I was like, Ooh, I'm not <laughs> even like, I, it's not convincing. Yeah. Like, no wonder I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I will be doing that at some point. It's very expensive. Gun training is very, very expensive. But I will be doing it at some point. So the future to wrap it up is gun training gun is the training. future. Gun <laughs> training. Put a gun in my hands. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, just everything. <laughs> I just, yeah. My feet, oh God, you never know. That's yeah. the thing. You never know. Like, um, you can do screen training to your heart's desire and then all of a sudden you're doing musicals. Yeah. Or, you know, you can be in musical theatre and all of a sudden you're in Hollyoaks or you do one advert once and someone's like, I frigging love your voice. Can you voice over this character, this cartoon character? Like, you just never know. Like, I, I want to frame it as a good thing, but it's, it's it's good and bad, that thing of like this whole creative industry level of the right person, the right time. And the, oh God, That yeah. thing of like, it's like there's some level of, it's nice in some ways that it can happen randomly, but it's also like, then what, how am I meant to prepare and train and what am I meant to do now? You will if never it's just be prepared. <laughs> you won't you just won't when it happens you'll be like oh i mean god i i was so so lucky um with my first ever like web series so my first ever shooting in front of a camera ever and um i was stupid lucky because it was someone who i met in one of my classes like i think we did a couple of classes together and he was like she's funny and he happened to have written it and then offered me the job on like the Wednesday. I got the script on the Thursday, I think. And we were shooting on Saturday and I told everyone, I was like, this is my first job. And they were like, are you serious? You're like, you're so professional. I was like, no, no, like this is the first, I'm this very this intimidated. This isn't professional, this is scared. <laughs> I'm really terrified of the cameras in my face. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I. but again, you're, you're right. It's the right time, the right people. And even now I'm like clawing at being seen for anything. And it just happens that, you know, um, fingers crossed, one person sees me one time and goes, oh, oh, okay, uh, I put you in this thing. Oh, they like working with you. I'll put you in this thing. Like, and bless them, my agents are clawing their way. <laughs> they are like, oh, what's it called? Um... Mmm, that's just clawing in it. Um, oh. Come on, you can do idioms. I can't. I can't anymore. I was going to say haggling, but they're not haggling. They're not negotiating. That's weird. Um, no, I can't think of it. The word will come to me in, like later, but it's they're trying so hard to get me seen for anything. There. There. Well, that is a good way to wrap up the future section and we'll now go into our fun little let's talk about section. But yes, we're going into our another section called Let's Talk About, where we're going to talk about all the fun of performing. Ooh. I mean, obviously we'll probably go on tangents because that's how conversations work. That's how my brain yeah. works. It's not yes, performing. So clearly, as you were saying beforehand, you basically saw performing like, I want to do that. Yeah. Now as someone who does that, what are your general feelings on performing? How do you feel when you are performing? Okay. The industry, the job, and performing are very oh, yeah. different things. Yeah. And unfortunately, you have to like it or lump it. Like, you have to take all of it, all the bagage, all, you quit. 
And that's just how it happens. And you watch other people doing it and you're like, oh, God, I miss it. So performing is... It's so... It's so hard to explain because obviously... Like when you're having a conversation with someone, let's say like someone's crying and you want to cry with them or you want to support them or you want to help them or you're like, oh, you're doing this for attention. Okay, now I'm going to feel this or feel that. Like people can say things or even just facial expressions or like the music they play in the background or someone can walk across the stage and mean a million things or someone can like look at the camera and do like a little eye twitch and it means a thousand words. Like to make someone feel something is a skill all, all in itself. And you can do that with anything like performing. I mean, making someone laugh is obviously the best feeling in the world, but to make someone cry is like, if you can do both. The amount of times that I've been doing a poetry gig and someone said I've made them cry and my reaction is fucking yes. Yes. It's like, I, I am glad I've made you feel the things take that. I am good with words. Exactly. And it's like, you know, humans are so complex. They are so evolved and and humans are interesting and weird and there are so many things about them and in covid obviously everyone was like oh god well who needs the arts no one needs the arts it's like you're sat at home watching netflix 24 7 who's on the netflix creative people even if it's not like you know um a drama or a comedy or you know anything like that it's a documentary guess who made the documentary creatives like a director had to have do had to have done that what's a director a creative like are you and like oh, this is my thing about politicians when politicians are like well i'm not going to give money for any of the arts i'm going to take money away i'm like okay you any newspaper you get from now on anything that's not news will get sharpied out mm-hmm. um any radio that is not news you do not get to listen to you do not get spotify unless it's news. You do not get any radio stations unless it's news. You do not get to watch anything on the TV unless it is news. And even then, the presenters you're getting, they're going to be very news style, just going to take as straight on the line as they can do. Exactly. Because, like, the skill of hosting, even that alone in performing kind of thing, is such a powerful skill. It's a weird way to phrase, but, like, the ability to be almost that level of neutral, but also still enjoyable it's fucking hard to do yeah it is but like i because and the thing is they'll be like "Mm, it's not important it's like Mm. what are you surrounded with 24 7 and in fact guess who makes the clothes that you wear a creative person who designs the clothes so you're gonna wear a bin bag like i think they need to literally if anyone makes that comment be stripped of anything that makes you feel like a person and then tell me it's not important like to make someone feel something. Um, and obviously people do that in everyday lives. But to to do that as someone else, that's a whole other thing. And like, honestly, it's the best feeling in the world to like make someone either on your side love you or hate you. Because obviously villains are like super interesting. And, um, and you tell them a story. You know, art is escapism. And everyone needs to escape. Like the world... Back in the days, it was just telling stories and reading books and doing like shadow puppets on the walls and drawing. And that is escapism. Someone can look at some art and like just escape from that world, from like a woman in a field. And I feel like especially nowadays, we need escapism. We need that to happen because obviously we're still a bit like, 
COVID happened and people have gone through horrible, horrible times. And to forget about that for just a short period of time and to like have something to talk about, like it's a conversation starter. It can literally be part of your personality. I mean, God, I've seen Schitt's Creek three times. <laughs> okay, I can quote it. And Back to the Future is my favourite film. And, you know, it's so interesting to have those conversations with with people and be like, you've not seen Back to the Future. Oh my gosh, you need to see it. It's this, that and this. Oh my gosh. Like it can make you socialise. It can um, connect you with certain people. It can, you know... I don't think there's any bigger power in the world to make someone feel something. And that's what people forget that obviously politicians do. They say something and make you either go, oh, well, you're an ass or I agree. So it's everyone's performing when it gets to, you know, that kind of hierarchy. And it's it feels like a superpower and it makes you feel a bit more you. I've never felt, you know, at home behind... Um, an office desk I feel really out of place I feel not like myself and it's the same when I was working in a bar I felt like I was performing as a bartender it was really weird same as working in a cafe um children's party entertainer I wanted to shoot myself in the face because <laughs> that was horrible and um but when I'm weirdly enough when I'm in front of a camera or in a rehearsal room or on stage or on set or something I'm at home and I feel more like myself because I'm surrounded by people who have the same mindset I'm going to choose to not go into the idea that you feel more like yourself when you're not being yourself that's a oh yeah not like that obviously in between takes in between takes I just mean when you're surrounded I, by creative yes, people and I, you're all working for the same goal of making people feel a certain thing like you're all cogs in a machine when you're you know in a rehearsal room, you're all trying to make the show better. You put the show on, you're all trying to make the audience feel a certain way. And then, you know, you're you're all on set and you're all, your entire goal is to make this project as best as it can be for people to feel something. People do not go to the cinema to be bored. That is not how that happens. If the film happens to be awful, then whoops. Well, the intention is not to be bored, but again, it can happen with, with, with any creative thing. And this is also, I think, the thing with creative things in general, like when people say like, oh that was a bit shit or whatever it's like mm. yes cool making something doesn't always work how you want it to go it doesn't always land how people want it to go it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do creative things it just yes. cool, that one didn't work that one you didn't like yeah fair it happens like it's hard to make a fucking creative thing and make it come out how you want it to come out and not everyone will agree mm. Like, you will never... I mean, oh, I have so many actors who I frigging adore and love and there will always be someone like, meh. And I'm like, that's because meh. Because not everyone's going to agree. And again, that's like a thin line to walk of I'm doing the thing that I can do to make this the best it can be. And then if someone said, well, that film was shocking because of you, of course it's going to feel like an arrow to the heart. However, you do have to go, well... It was, I got the part, it was me yeah. and how I did it. And well, like, my, my quick, not tangible, but going picking on that, then, like, as a performer yourself, like, do you ever get those times and moments where I think there's a common well, phrase and, and going on to sticking onto one idea, Tyrone? I think there's a thing with performers in general where there was that performer that the general public like versus the performer that the performers like. Mm. And it doesn't always, it's not always the same person. So how is that for you? And like, are there any people that fall into that category of like, 
you see all the skills they're doing and like you love them there but it's not translating to anyone like does that happen much for you and if it does how do you feel about that um not necessarily with british performers i feel like a lot of the time we are just kind of ourselves obviously the different aspects of performing they kind of attract different personalities so and i will say this obviously musical theater people are very different than screen actors mm -hmm. who are very very different to stunt performers who are very very different to opera singers who are very like they are different um not in a bad way it's just how they are and i think um uh, you can kind of because i mean we've all done that where you've kind of you've finished a show and you're like oh it wasn't my best show or like someone i mean i was a singer on cruise ships for two years and i had someone literally play a playstation on like <laughs> the front row and i was like i am crying and <laughs> singing my heart out and you're playing a playstation um but there's nothing you can do about it and i i was just really bummed i was so bummed i was not having a good day and a lot of the show I was like smiling and I had to be like either smiling or like pretty worried or like, you know, worried, but you have to look like nice with it. You're not allowed to be like, <laughs> and um, you exit the theatre and you have to be like, right, suck it up, put a smile on. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for coming. Oh, I hope you enjoyed it. And you, weirdly enough, you do feel fake because obviously that's not how you feel. You're not coming, you're not being genuine because if I was being genuine, I'd be like, I'm going to go and have a hot bath because that was awful. Not that we got baths on ships, we didn't. Um, but, you know, ah, you can't you can't do that. You have to kind of allow... Um, obviously, the, annoyingly enough, and every creative and every... Mostly actors will say mm -hmm. this, that um, the performing comes first. The job comes first. So if someone says, suck it up, do your job, you'll be like, thank you, thank you so much. Like, and you have to just deal with it, annoyingly enough. You have to kind of push the feelings down and until you move and leave and you know can be by yourself you can be like right let's call my mum and have a bit of a cry <laughs> i guess almost on the inverse of that then like on those off days if you will how do you feel when like someone says they to, th to them that was your their favorite performance if you're like the, how much they rate your performance on your off days um i don't know if people would agree with me on this um when I when someone says that to me, I get very um, fulfilled, very satisfied, and it because so many people, especially in this industry, will tell you, on your bad days, you're very good, <laughs> and that's a good thing. Like when you think you've had the worst day in the history of the world, someone else will tell you you're amazing, and that feeling is obviously the best thing ever because you're just like, oh God, I was awful. And someone's like, no, no, you're actually great. And you're like, really? <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much. Um, so I think that's amazing. Whereas I do know other people will kind of take that as a, you're lying. No, I'm crap. That was crap. And it, it makes you feel so like, oh, because also like people don't just say that. They don't. And if, I mean, if they do, don't because you're lying. <laughs> but People aren't going to like, because the thing is, especially when it's not creative people, 
I mean, creative people are not going to lie to you anyway because that's that's, that's pointless. Yeah. But like audience members specifically, if they go come and like find you, like go around the theatre and find you and they go, that was amazing. They've gone out of their way to make you know that they appreciate what you did. And that in itself is like, whew. Yeah, I, I guess as well on that, it's that level of, for you, it's your a hundredth time doing it and for you that was the worst out of your hundred for yeah. them that was the one time they've seen you and they loved yes. it so yeah they've got nothing to compare it to yeah. and, they, and they're just so enamored and you know as you said like and this is the same with a lot of creative people your worst days you're not going to be that bad you're you're not going to have felt felt it have that feeling mm. of like being like yeah but you're a performer you'll put on a face you will breathe in the same way as you normally breathe you're going to do the same thing and someone else will feel like like you're still going to make someone feel something it just won't be i'm not connecting with you in that way because i'm just having a really bad day but you're not going to know because i'm a performer you just do your job <laughs> well as the performer and going into your many many strings to your boat that is the phrase strings to your boat i'm that yeah, is the, yeah, yeah, that is right. yeah. Like, you actually like, thought of a phrase whereas i couldn't get a no, word earlier <laughs> i keep going through it it's, it's more stuff like i keep doubting myself like, that is the right phrase here yes. that thing of like you keep saying the same phrase and realize, like, i've been saying it wrong this whole fucking time <laughs> but, imagine if i let you oh carry on <laughs> but like with all the strings you have then like if possible, like, what are the things, like, is there a type of performing you like best? Like, is it like, oh, you like singing best or you like doing comedy best? Like, do you have a thing that, like, this is the one that I enjoy most? No. I love all of it. I love all of it. Oh, God. Because when, um, there's, um, positives and negatives about both, obviously. Yeah. Like, if you are doing a, like, if you're on stage, there are no redos. You mess up, you mess up, and you kind of go, ah, let's look at my other actors and who's going to pick up the line. You're going to pick up the line and then I will respond. Like, which, when you know, you know, and you'll be like looking out and you'll be like, oh, she dropped a line. Like, <laughs> um, And yeah, you know, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, you know, you feel like you're the worst person alive. And, but the, on the days where you and the audience and everyone's connecting and everyone feels the same thing, and you're like, oh yeah, that was... And then you've got being on set where if you mess up, you can redo it. You can redo it and it's fine because they expect that. No one's going to expect anything on the first take mm. apart from Michelle Pfeiffer and her like whipping <laughs> in um, Batman. Yeah. But no one expects it and everyone just expects you to just say your line and do your job. And if it's wrong, that's okay. Reset. Like that everything on a set is made to be moved, to be put back. That is the point. And obviously there'll be time limits, but at the same time, there's like, there's a lot more flexibility on the set to mess around and play around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's the, it's the same with theatre, with the time limit thing, because, you know, you should, I mean, some shows don't, but you should start at a certain time. You should have an interval at a certain time and you should leave the theatre at a certain time because people have got to get home. Yeah. So, you know, if your character breaks down and cries and you have to start singing at some point, you can't just egg it and be like, oh, no, 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 for ages because you're there watching the poor conductor going, are you going to stop singing now? Like, so there are positives and negatives about both. When it comes to theatre, you, you feel the journey because you're doing the journey. Every night you do the journey. You're like, okay, start, middle, end. This is how it goes. This is how I'm feeling, blah, 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 blah. Right, you can feel it and you can go through it. In uh, acting... It's a completely different uh, screen acting. Uh, um, it's a completely different skill. You do have to kind of go, right, action, right, go. Like, mm -hmm. they say action, you're on it. And it's 
as I said, like different skill. You can't go through the journey. There are certain things you can do. Like if your character's worried and you're like, right, she's hyperventilating, have a bit of a jog before they say action. And then you're like, <laughs> oh my God, my brother. Um, and it works that way. Um, it, they're just very different, but I love them all and I want to do them all. So give me work. <laughs> give me jobs. And, like, I guess within that, then like obviously like, you mentioned beforehand, like how pleasing it is to get some people to laugh or cry. It's just like mm. when it is getting a script or a role in any of these, I mean, is there any kind of like kind of scene you're looking for? Do you look for that? Oh, I get my big speech or, oh, I get my funny line. Like what is the part or thing you look out for most? Or is it just level of, I like doing anything? So anything at all will be good. You can, I mean, oh, it's the old saying is there are no small roles, there yeah. are any small actors. <laughs> and it's so true. Like, it's so true. Like, every show needs the um, the supporting characters, needs the ensemble. Every, you know, film needs the extras. You need the person with the two lines and the two lines could be the plot twist or <laughs> something like that. Or like, you, you're the detective who walks in and goes, tell me the truth. And then, you know, the lead villain goes on a massive tangent and then you go, oh, and you walk away. You've had that one line. But... It's there for a reason. Like, a writer wrote that character in for a reason. They're not going to waste lines. They're not going to waste time. They're not going to waste money on you. They're not going to waste money. They're not going to write in a character for no bloody reason to waste money and time. Who would do that? There's no point. So That, that feels like a very drag race thing as well of, like, there's actually no small parts, and that small part you had in that drag race thing actually now means you can win the challenge this week kind of vibe. It's so true, though. It's literally so true. And, you know, every person has their own personality and as an actor obviously and a singer and a dancer and a whatever you have to come you have to bring the personality forward of the particular dance the like song you're doing a dance to or song that you're singing or um speech that you're saying or something like that so there's nothing i look out for because especially i normally will read a script once and go aha and i i get an idea and then i'll read it through again and be like oh different idea and then i'll read through again and i get very excited about that because and then the director comes in changes it all and you're like (laughs) oh my god i love it like and it's you just like no because if you do and like you do have those annoying people um that will count their lines you do yeah you do (laughs) don't do that count their lines check their screen time of like do i have enough time to do like (laughs) <laughs> and like, how much is my face going to be actually on the screen here or am I going to be in the background I'll have to share this okay yeah, yeah and you have to just kind of be like right like get over yourself um, you've got your job and bearing in mind every job ever you will have to go against a lot of people who want it the same amount as you who are begging for it, who are poorer than you, richer than you, know someone in the producing team, don't know someone in the producing team. Like there's, you're going to be up against so many people for no matter what you're up for. So if you've got something, be grateful for it and do your best. Because if you start searching for, oh, do I get the the little glimmer or do I get to wink or do I get to like walk off dramatically? Like it's just going to drive you insane. But like I think like going on to my next question, I feel like you've kind of already answered it a little bit, but I'm still gonna ask anyway. Obviously you've done stuff like on cruise ships, you've been doing cabaret stuff, you've been doing stuff on stages, small, large, etc. all of that. The I will ask the question, but I feel like I know the answer of like are there any stages or places like I like performing here 
the best kind of thing? Is it a level of like, oh, when I get on a big stage, this feels not not that the others aren't good, obviously, but level of like, oh, this one just clicks differently, or is it again? Does it just depend on the show, the day, etc. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it will depend on the show, the day, the part, the even the song. Like there will be because everyone asked me this on on all of my cruise ship shows because I'd talk to the guests a lot and they'd be like, "What is your favorite song to sing?" And I'd be like, "It depends on the day. It really does. If I'm having a bad day and I need to just." feel it um then writing's on the wall because that like i'll sing that song and all the emotion will just flow through me and i can feel it and it'll be like oh yeah whereas you know if i'm feeling really chirpy and happy symphony or um if that day i just i really want people to emote with me somewhere any we know or proud because that is oh it's just such a wonderful song and like it it really depends how you're feeling um if even tiny, tiny things like putting a costume on and if you've taken a couple more seconds to put the costume on because your heel got caught in the skirt, that's going to annoy you. And then you're going to be like, right, now I have to like drop that and do the next song. But that song that you wanted, that you like you could have been really excited for. You're like, oh, now I'm not excited for it. But that's OK, because let's just and then you'll get to a certain verse and you're like, let's rip it. Let's do it. And then you're like, oh, now that felt good. It could even literally be a verse or a line or a chorus or a particular step sequence that you do in like an ABBA medley that just makes you go, ooh. So yeah, it really depends. <laughs> That's not helpful, is it? <laughs> I, mean, this, I mean, this podcast is not meant to be helpful. That's not okay. what this podcast is for. This podcast is not... Here's how you learn to perform. This is just talking about... Here's how but... you do Caitlin's exact career on this exact <laughs> ship, on this exact day of this country. Go back in time. Yeah. No, I will <laughs> latch on to the helpful side of things. Obviously, you've been doing all of the skills. I guess with picking up your skills, but do you feel that each skill helps another skill or like things of like now that you've learned this oh, i'm better at this kind of thing do the skills kind of lead into each other or are some of this so separate that they don't affect other things um so direction you will learn to i, I mean i learned to take direction super quickly because my um ballet teacher as lovely as she was could be a bit strict and um you can so taking direction i think i learned from her and then you, and like my drama teacher when I was super young as well. So then when you get older, what you don't realise is that being able to take direction when you are younger, it does lead into everything else. Because like my horse riding teacher will say, make sure your knees aren't turned out on the horse. <laughs> um, and I will take that direction. Or so... I would say the most transferable skill is taking direction and listening to your instructors and just trusting them, trusting that your director knows what they're doing, trusting that your coworkers know what they're doing, trusting that, you know, this and that and the other is going to happen and it's all going to turn out dandy. Um, I would say ballet, interestingly enough, has been good in some ways, bad in others, because ballet was my main thing when I was a child and it it helped me in certain ways because like my posture is really good for archery um and for horse riding but in ballet you have to tuck your bum under but you're not really supposed to on a horse you're supposed to be like relaxed mm -hmm. not like on your sit bones where like in contemporary a lot of the time you sit on your sit bones 
and everything's like very and like you know you have to relax your arms not like hold them out like a ballet bar and that was I think the hardest thing I've done and then like even and stage combat as well like my teachers will literally walk past me and be like all right dancer you're right, having a bit of a dance because I will step everything is like it's a ballet move and they'll be like you're a human having a fight almost a little bit too fluid and it's like this doesn't need yeah yeah be a bit more like grounded mm-hmm. that you're a person yeah, and like, getting attacked yeah, well, like, like yes there will be still steps to do and part of the steps are to keep you safe but a level you need to make it safe but still looking yeah re- yeah but like but choreography wise <laughs> I learned choreography really really quickly <laughs> because I've been doing ballet since oh, yeah. I was tiny so there are certain skills that really work there are certain skills that don't but I think the main thing is being able to just listen and absorb and like taking direction in that kind of way <laughs> will help everything <laughs> well lastly in this let's talk about section then obviously we talked so much about the performing side of things but obviously as you've been doing a lot of comedy stuff you've been writing your own comedy stuff there i'm with the acting and all that stuff as well and even with singing how how much have you gone into writing your own stuff for that whether it's for other people to perform or for potentially you to perform so um all of my comedy for my stand-up comedy is true things that have genuinely happened happened to me so if I were to write it for like a sitcom or like a, a comedy show or something like that I would be the person because it happened to me and if someone was like oh we're going to cast Jennifer Aniston I was be like Jennifer I'm not being funny but <laughs> this was literally my life go away (laughs) i mean stay and play my mum, but like no like i just couldn't do it um but obviously uh when it comes to so like i'm writing a musical at the moment and i think the problem with it is that i do to get like the most out of like anything i watch or anything i listen to or something i try and imagine me in it like if i was in this what would my part be and how would I play it? And if I sang this, how would I sing it? And if I was doing this, like, I think that, because that kind of stretches all the skills in all the different ways. Um, and it keeps your brain ticking over the things you're not necessarily doing at that point. Because obviously I can't do lessons and shows and plays and musicals and operas and everything all at once. It's never going to happen. But if I can start thinking about things, like if I like if I'm doing a, a musical and I'm like, oh, if I was in Robin Hood, I would have actually held the bow here. Mm. I would have done that. Like, it keeps your brain kind of going over everything. So when I'm writing something, like me and my friend are writing a musical at the moment, I I literally have put myself as the lead Mm. because, I mean, first of all, I need the work. (laughs) So, um, yeah. (laughs) But also, like, I can't... As soon as I start thinking about other people, I think about other people when it comes to things that I... Um, like if I, if clearly I'm not the character, like if the character's like 60, I'm like, let's think about all the other women who could play this. I'm clearly not going to put myself in there. Um, but only, um, you know, when it comes to writing stuff, I do mostly do it for myself because do you know what? I think it's because I spent so much time acting thinking about other people and i still do about how i make you feel would you ever be tempted to try and write stuff without you as the main character kind of thing or was it yeah but i think i'd need to write 
with someone in mind. I'd need to meet a person. I'd need to get on with them because like, I think it would actually break my heart to like write something, have someone do the thing and then them turn out to be an asshat. I'd be like, no, <laughs> I gave you a job. I gave you money. I gave you opportunity that I could have given to someone else who actually deserves it. Like that, that would crush me. Fair. So yeah, I think I would need to meet them. I would need to, and if I were to write with anyone else, I would need to have them have an input. Mm -hmm. Like I can't imagine. And I think this is where, you know, specifically writers um, are amazing because obviously as an actor, you say the line someone else has given you, but as a writer, you have to come up with all that yourself. You have to, not only the lines, but the character. And like the, I mean, you can say the line, how so, in every way under the sun. Mm. And like that context has to be in there for an actor to then go, aha, ha, I take this. Like, I think they're amazing. So yeah, I, I would need to meet the person, get their say. I'd be like, okay, I want you to say a line like this. How would it actually come out of your mouth? Because again, that's another thing where actors are made to say certain lines in a certain way and you're like, that's not how people speak. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. In Weird that, that whole idea, like that's not how people speak, or like just because you've envisioned it like that. Now when it comes out of someone else's mouth, it's like that was that worked in my head. Yes, doesn't work when it comes out of yours, and like everything yeah. else. But the character does work. And now that line doesn't. Okay. Yeah, let's mm -hmm. let's swap that. Even if it's just something like adding an as or a but mm -hmm. or changing the line around, all of a sudden it makes more sense. Like just with that person in that feeling in that moment. Like I, that's how I would be. And as a writer, I would need to be there. I'd need to be involved because mm -hmm. I'd want the actors to have a say or the comedian or whoever to have a say. And that's not how things happen. Mm -hmm. Like in the grand scheme of uh, producing or directing or whatever, if I'm a writer and I give someone my work, mm -hmm. they would take it and do whatever they want with it. They'd cast whoever they want, they'd direct it yeah. however they want. And I'd be like, there's so few shows productions that will have the writer on for the whole thing yeah. of it and like i think it's so necessary though most of the time and obviously there's the financial side of things and all that kind of mm. stuff but if you can get that to work even if it's not like they're here every single day of rehearsals because maybe you don't need them for every single day of rehearsals and things yeah. but having for some part of it definitely seems good to do yeah but that's why i really like um fleabag because mm. obviously phoebe Waller-Bridge wrote it mm. and starred in it and it was her vision and she obviously they had the amazing director but like it was just kind of like how lucky to do that and it's the same as like Lin-Manuel Miranda like you're in a show with who like wrote Hamilton being Hamilton <laughs> obviously there's a, a stress of I really can't mess up now <laughs> but yeah well I guess the challenge there and as we're kind of wrapping up this section the challenge is obviously the whole thing of like killing your darlings and that thing of like mm. I love this so much and this is integral to me and then you do sometimes need that person to go it's not going to work that, that's not what people want sometimes or whatever like yeah oh this is yeah go for this time like in that level how how do you feel with like obviously I feel, again I feel like you were as mentioned decent at decent at taking directions etc how are you with some of those ones and it's like but that feels like it's wrong um sometimes it takes a minute um and it can be oh it's kind of weirdly enough taking a direction that doesn't feel right just for people who like you know haven't been in that situation it feels a bit like you are a right-handed person writing something down 
with the pen in your right hand and someone says, no, do it left-handed. It's that kind of... <laughs> but once... And you kind of have to, like, take a breath and then think it through and figure it out. Like, if your character walks to the left side of the stage and the director has literally said, I mean, please don't do this as a director, yeah. but, like, I want you to walk to the left of the stage. Yeah. Like, stage left. Just walk walk over there. Yeah. Obviously, as an actor, you would want to go, why? <laughs> For why? Why am I doing this? But obviously, they don't have time to explain everything to you, so you have to work it out for yourself. If I'm walking over here, am I trying to create distance because I'm having an argument with this person? Am I walking over here because I love this person and I'm scared of that connection? Am I walking over here because I need to think things through? I need to be by myself. I don't want to be near them. Am I walking over here because there's a massive piece of set that's about to come out my ass and go to oh, stage right? That, like, you have to, weirdly enough, make it work. There's a whole balance between... I make it with you also understanding with the director that, like... They are juggling how many different things and what this is a oh God, big yeah. thing for me. This actually is a small thing in the whole piece, but that small thing makes everything else fall into play. If I do this, that opens up for all of you to do that. And it's like, uh, okay, so oh, whilst yeah. it doesn't make the most sense for me, I can now see how this falls in line of everyone else. Okay, fine. I can yeah. take the hit on myself, if you will, to make that go in. Like, I can never, I think the three jobs that, I mean, every job blows my mind because I don't have those skills. Like, I'm not a lighting person, not a sound person. Like, I totally, I, like, I really respect them for what they do. But I think the three jobs that genuinely blow my mind is director and stage manager and then the sound designer because for this particular moment, you need the drums to be louder. Like, okay, so for this particular moment, just for this one moment in the show, I need to have a microphone put on the drums or I need this or I need that. Like, what? I, I just say, I just walk around and say my lines. Like, I <laughs> just sing my songs. I don't know. Like, oh God. And like, obviously every person is a cog in a machine and you have to like work together. But, you know, a director and a stage manager and everything else, they have so many things to think about. And obviously as an actor, I'm just used to having all the things to think about, but like that is what I do. So like my costume changes and blah, 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 blah. But, Oh, they've got to think about everyone else. And there's a lot of pressure. Right, so I feel like we've definitely covered a lot of the performing and performance <laughs> side of things in all of that. So we're now going to move on to my slow fire questions section. Yes. Cool. For slow fire questions, I have a list of 100 questions. I ask people not often known as my quick fire questions, but for this little fun game within the slow fire questions because I think some of these questions could do with more time to be expanded on. Okay. Some of them, maybe not, but <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Okay. This will pick um, five at random and go for them each at a time. So can you please give me a number between one and a hundred? 76. Perfect. Then we're going to start off with, what do you prefer, Android or iPhone? Android. Why? Battery life. <laughs> lasts longer um you don't have to give all your money to an eye shit <laughs> like everything links with apple which means you get an apple phone and then you need an apple watch and then you need an apple ipad and you need a mac and then you needed this and you needed that because it's all apple and they're taking over the world and let's face it they're not good the camera's good but just get a camera oh <laughs> uh, no 
I'm not an Apple. I'm not an Apple person. I don't actually like. Obviously, when in the whole debate, mm. it's so funny because. I'm just like, yeah, I don't like Apple. But if you're an Apple user, they're like, they get very yeah. about it. They're like, uh, wait a while. Uh, I mean, I am that fun person that I have both. Ooh. Ooh, I know, I know. I mean, <laughs> to, to be fair, phone-wise, I've lived always on Android phones. That's always mm. been a thing. Got the watch, got the Google, Google watch, Google phone, mm. all that stuff. But we are literally recording this into a MacBook right now. I like editing and I stuff on see, a MacBook. I did see. I saw like, the <laughs> Apple <laughs> icon. Again, I guess that's more going into um, Apple versus PC, which is more MacBook versus PC, which is a whole other debate for a different day. Mm. <laughs> different positives, different negatives. But yes. Yeah. Um, give me another number, please. 12. 12. 12 is... What is your go-to karaoke song? Um, it depends the audience. Yeah. It really depends the audience. So if it's an audience of normal people in a pub. Well, they, well yeah, okay, I'll give you scenarios. And so for, so yes. first, first okay, go, yeah. to, go to karaoke song. It is a friend's birthday. You guys have hired a private room. So there's 30 of you in that room together. Oh, okay. It would something be like, uh, to the window, to the wall, <laughs> sweat drip down my balls. That one, probably. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And then, like you said, so like now different karaoke space where you've got, yes, you've got your friends there, but this is open bar. There are other people that are not with your group with you. What is your karaoke song for that? Disco Inferno. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. I guess also, and with the karaoke stuff, how do you feel about karaoke given that you are a singer? Oh, okay. I get very about it because I don't, think i've ever been in a situation where i've been comfortable in karaoke apart from when i was at my sister's hendu so um when i'm with my friends who don't perform they beg me they they either beg me to perform or they ask other people to beg me to perform i perform and then no one else wants to because they're like well we don't want to follow you now and i'm like i didn't want to ruin everyone's fun you just asked me to do, like do you want me to sound like rubbish yeah. i can <laughs> um so i do tend to like if i am performing with those in that kind of scenario, I do tend to like e over egg everything just to, so like Disco Inferno would be like, um, burn, baby, burn. I try and like make fun of it so yeah. that everyone can just have a bit more fun. Mm -hmm. Um, when it comes to performers, if it's people who are doing songs like, da -da -da, da -da -da, yeah. that's hilarious and fun. If it's people actually trying to sing like, um, Take Me or Leave Me for yeah. Rent or all the Beyonce songs yeah. or Adele. Mm -hmm. I kind of just want to shoot myself in the face. Yeah. And I'm like, you're, you've literally brought us here to a place that not all the people here are performers just so you can kind of rub your voice in their face. And I feel like that's a bit... Mm. So the only times I really, I actually really enjoyed it was when I was on the cruise ships because if there was a karaoke and they asked me to perform, I would perform and they would expect it. Yeah. But they would expect me to be good because nice. they've seen me on stage. So oh. then I could just be me and just have fun. This is why my go-to vibe for any of the karaoke stuff is always... My vibe for karaoke is always look for the well-known rap song or song that has a rap verse in it because yes. I, I i don't like my singing voice i don't think i've got this good single voice i will sing at home to myself all the fucking time yeah singing in front of other people is not my strongest suit but i know my raps i know my words i'm good at memorizing words in that kind of a way mm. and there'll always be that level of like oh shit he knows all the words to insert rap in it's like that's impressive and it's like cool yeah. i can impress you about showing off any actual musical not, not musical skill but like I can impress you about having to hold a note, basically. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, you always sing something that people know. So, yeah. like Disco Inferno or um, 
uh, oh god, there are so many. But like, um, oh, I want to dance with somebody. How will I know if? And then Mr. Brightside. <laughs> Everyone will get up and start singing with you, and it's great. One day I will need to get you to karaoke where you can be my Estelle, and I will be Kanye West and we'll do American Boy because I need that in my life <laughs> at some point. Okay. Um, but yes, another number between one and a hundred, please. Three, um, eight. Eight. Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? Oh, I hate them all. <laughs> I use Instagram the most. Um, I mean, Twitter's now called X. X, yeah. Because you used to be like, oh, I'm going to send a tweet. I saw, I saw your tweet. Like, what do you... I saw your X message. That sounds uh, weird. I've seen someone say zeets and say, no. 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 I like the bird. I think... What did I say? I, th- I said we should start a new app that is Twitter with a, with the bird, but call it Twitter. Mm. Or, or Twitter 2. Twit <laughs> Twoo. Give me money now. Oh. Copyright. If anyone takes that, just saying. But yeah, because you're not much. You're not overall the biggest social media person. No, are you? I'm rubbish. <laughs> Any reason I'm why so I just not never oh, got into no, that? No, I just ooh. so. Oh no, I don't know. So I, when I write a post, I bear in mind I'm not one of these people to take a photo and make sure the picture's a perfect picture i'll take a photo and it should be like um eh, oh yeah that's brilliant <laughs> and as soon as i post it i c- it's the writing the message i'm like oh just spent the day drinking a coffee at starbucks and feeling cute hashtag cute face like i don't talk like that like when you read someone's post they don't talk like that like people don't when you're writing how you sound, you don't talk like that. So I read a post and I go, that's not... Uh. Like, because you're writing it how people are going to read it, right? Yeah. You don't write like yourself. Because if I was going to write like myself, I'd be like, so, sat on a train. Um, there were train strikes today. I mean, to be fair, I... Hated my life. Like... <laughs> I always find it so... It's, I use social media a lot and a large part of that I realise is because I do so much promoting on it. Like, yeah. a level of, like... In running an event, in running process, I have to mm. like keep posting at a regular enough pace and that thing as well. Of like, whilst we don't have a brand identity, there's some level of like, I need to speak professionally enough in each of these posts that yeah. this comes off well, but also a level of, we know it's me running it, so I can have fun with it. So it's finding that voice of like, what is that middle ground of a voice? What can I, how can I phrase it? But it's still fun and light, but yeah. also still professional and not getting process in trouble. But the fact that you can't just write something like yourself, like... I've, if anything, I've, I think actually on my personal one, I've gotten better at doing it because, like... I'm th- so bad. There was a vibe for a while when I was doing, like, tour stuff of, literally... I would literally post in the post level, like, here is me doing tour admin. Look, I posted about the tour. I'm doing this now. I've done that. And, like, being very... Is it self-aware or yeah, meta about it? But yeah. I, I'd often, again, I'm naturally a meta person anyway, but it was that level of, I'm just going to, like, we know why I'm posting this. I'm posting this because I need to post about the gig. Here's me posting about the gig. Look, cool, there, I'd, I'd done. And I would say that in the post the level, look, cool, we know the game we're playing here. Yeah. I'm playing this game here. It, this is all I got for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm just really bad. And then I put something up and then... If I put up a, a photo or something, I normally get loads of people who, not even people, men who I don't know. Not even people, men, Caitlin. Men. 
But like, just, as, as, a, as a pull-out quote, not even people, <laughs> Not even men. people, men. <laughs> like, not all the people, <laughs> men. But they, oh, I can't even tell you the amount of, like, unsolicited messages I will get that is my picture back to me. Like, someone will screenshot my picture and send it to me and be like, I really like this picture. You look so good in this picture. And it's not even, I'm not, I'm, look at my Instagram. There's nothing on there. There's no, like there's one picture of me crying because that was in a self-tape. I had to cry for a self-tape. And um, I wrote something as if, what did I write? It was something like, um, when you realise there's no chocolate in the house. Because I oh, do cry. One of, one of my <laughs> one, one, one of my friends, like, I enjoy their Instagram. I think they've got an acting Instagram and they've actively got one of the bad headshot pictures as their mm. profile picture. And they're like, here was the between take one where they just clicked the shutter back and was like, no, I yes. want that one as my headshot. It's like, Cool. I like that vibe of like we're not being serious here. Don't don't do serious in this vibe. It's like yes, cool. I'm here for that. But I know specifically that I personally couldn't have both. I couldn't have a professional one mm. and a Caitlyn one. So it's like okay, so I have to combine the two. I can't write what I what like um, I really think at that moment because then that's not like if again like if I said train strikes, oh god, morning mm. ru- ruined, because then people will be like, baby, okay. Like, like, and then people aren't going to want to necessarily work with me because they'll think I'm difficult. This or... is this is what Instagram stories are for. Instagram stories are my perfect place for that level. Of, yeah. Here is my in this moment in time. I dislike this, but in 24 hours we can move on from this and never come yeah. back to it. Yeah, I probably should do that more, but I'm just I'm just rubbish on social media. Well, let's go into I think three more questions. Three? No, I've done three. And two more questions there. I know, I know how numbers work. <laughs> <laughs> I can count to five. Yeah. Um, give me a number between one and a hundred again, please. Oh, 40. 40. And that one is, do you have a diary? No. Ever been a diary person? Mm, I tried so many times when I was younger. I really did. But because, and this sounds so weird, but like, because obviously, um, I'm not... Mm, how do I phrase this right? Just, I don't really get. I don't, say it. Say it. Say it. I don't get embarrassed, right? I don't really get like feel shame, right? So I act a bit like an idiot a lot of the time. So every day I will have a story. Every day, if I wrote a diary and then you so and let's say like I died and someone bought the diary from like a a garage sale or something garage sale and a boot car boot who's selling your diary no no I don't know (laughs) I don't know my parents wouldn't but if someone read it they'd be like she's making all this up it's it's, no that's what because that's what my stand up's for Uh, the stories that you know I I have in my head the memories that I'm like oh other people would find this really funny but this is just a normal thing for me and no I just got I don't have the brain space all the time and I I should I know I should, but my creativeness in writing like lyrics or um, stand up or my idea for a sitcom or something like that, that is based on my life. It's based on real things. Fair. Well, let's go into our last question and one last number, please. 98. Difference between friendships and relationships. My lordy lord. It's an easy one to end on. Easy one to end on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, friendships, in my head, okay, I get very close with my friends. I try really, really hard to kind of like pick the right people and keep the right ones and blah, 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 blah. Um, I 
will call everyone a friend and then I'm like, oh no, you're actually quite a horrible person. Um, with a relationship, your, your f true, true friends, I would want them to be there through thick and thin as I am for mm -hmm. you, right? Like if we are friends, I'm there for you always. You are there for me. That is how this works. Relationships, people change and obviously people should grow together and if that relationship blossoms together that is all well and dandy however if you have made a decision to part then your friends should always be there and like obviously you're going to be sad about the relationship and obviously relationships are they they will see you in a way that no one else does they will um you know you'll be with them in a way that you're not with anyone else and um hopefully if you're in the right relationship you can show them all your ugly sides and all your best sides i mean i me in my pre-audition <laughs> um i would hope they would still be with me <laughs> but yeah like friends would be like um friends are more blatant about it i because I've, I've been with friends when they've seen me get sheet music together and they're like oh baby you're being a mad cow I'm going to leave you. Like I'm going, I'm getting a coffee bye, and they all piss off. But I've had like boyfriends try and calm me down. And I'm like, this is not the right yeah. move. Like, Well, I, ooh, I don't, again, I don't, don't want to dwell too much and it's going to make this a whole relationship talk in that sense, but a level of like with that, then can that almost make a distinction between the two in that sense to the question, the point of having that question, can you be friends with the person you're in a relationship with then in your way of doing that? Describing it. Because you're almost describing them as separate, but what if you are friends with the person you... Or even if you aren't from friends to a relationship? Yeah, I think you can. I do think that you can. I would find it incredibly difficult, like, if you are true, true friends, to have a relationship and then go back to just being friends. I think that would be very difficult. Um, and... I guess you, I, I definitely think you can be friends into a relationship. I do think that love can grow. Um, if you are, um, I, I mean, both my sisters say that their husbands are their best friends mm -hmm. and I would love for that to be the case, but there will always be a thought in my mind of, well, my friends have been around since like year nine or since I was the age of three or have been with me for just way longer than you have. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but I I do think they can. I absolutely. I've I've not had that yet. I've not found that yet. So I've I've been a bit unlucky in love before now. So yeah, we'll see. I wanna say that's an optimistic way to end this because you were saying before now, so we're in a good place now. In a good place now. We'll see. I mean, hey, whatever happens, we'll end up as fodder for something. <laughs> if uh, it ends up well, I will. Something will silly will happen, and I'll write a comedy sketch. Or if it ends up badly, the true, comedy the, sketch. The true creative thing of like, I'm doing this for the story afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of you just you have to make lemons out of lemonade. If something rubbish is happening, you have to go. Well, at least I can, you know. I can write it in a, to a comedy song. I can get my ukulele out and bing, ba ba ding, boo. Um, I actually can play ukulele. That was not it. Ukulele isn't like... Getting the, getting the ukulele out is why the relationship ended in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> K 
Kaylin. Like, like whenever, whenever, has to K- end. Kaylin, I'm so whenever, whenever there was a bad moment, you turned to camera and brought a ukulele every <laughs> single time. It wasn't. You kept just turning a camera on. I don't. I thought it was like kinky, and then you kept like singing into it, and I got like, really like, weird. To listen, so, so, Kaylin, you kept breaking the fourth wall all the time. There was no fourth wall. <laughs> you kept speaking to your studio audience. I mean, are you alright? Like, imagine. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you for being a part of this podcast. I know you are not the most on social media, but if you want to promote the social medianess. Your camera's there. You can tell people where to find you and all of that. Yes. So, uh, Caitlin Swanton. So, at Caitlin Swanton, C-A-I-T-L-I-N-S-W-A-N-T-O-N on Instagram. That's probably the best way to follow me. I am also on Twitter, which is the same thing. So, at Caitlin Swanton. Um, yeah. If I post, it will be entertaining when I remember. Sure. I have been Tyrone Lewis. This has been The Process Podcast. We'll always have the links to support us follow us do all the things we're doing there'll be poetry nights there'll be more videos there'll be more podcasts and all of that but otherwise i will still i'm committed to never having an actual sign off for this thing because i don't want to commit to anything apparently so (laughs) i will just say goodbye